Hello and welcome to Pastor Well. I'm Herschel York, Dean of the School of Theology at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky. I'm also pastor of the Buck Run Baptist Church in Frankfurt. Pastor Well is de dedicated to helping servants of the Lord be faithful in ministry, especially those who are called to serve as pastors in the Lord's churches. Today, I am talking about one of the most insidious problems that we face, and that's the issue of pornography. How can a pastor protect himself against Satan's attacks through the, the means of pornography? Let me begin by saying what an incredible problem this is. It is ubiquitous. Uh, I don't think anything in our culture has had greater negative impact than pornography in the span of my lifetime. When I was a boy, pornography was pretty much limited to magazines and you actually had to go to a place to procure it. There were certain places that sold pornography or, or made it available and people had to actively seek it and go someplace. How different that is from today in which wherever you are, if you have any kind of internet access, pornography is available to you uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, any kind of pornography. And I have seen the horrific effects that this has, has had on the churches, on our culture. I'm convinced that one reason why our culture has embraced uh, the whole LGBTQ movement as it has is because of pornography. I'm convinced that much of the sexual confusion that is in our culture today is because of pornography. Uh, just in counseling so many, I uh, served as a trustee of a mission board. I've worked with missionaries, seminary students, pastors. I no longer ask the question, have you ever had a problem with pornography? I ask, when was the last time? Uh, this is not a problem that is specific to Southern Seminary it's, or seminaries in general. It's every seminary, every church, every part of our culture is touched by it. The premarital counseling that I do anymore, almost always, in almost every situation, one or both of uh, members of the of the couple will tell me that they've been terribly influenced by pornography. It has influenced our views of sexuality, of what sex itself looks like, uh, of what uh, the relationship between a man and a woman looks like, or worship between men and men, women and women. All of this largely because it has become so available uh, and accessible. I don't think I need to make the case, but let me go just a little further and tell you that if you study this at all, you'll, you'll see that pornography has a terrible effect on human beings. Uh, there's a TED Talk called The Great Porn Experiment by Gary Wilson. And in it, he talks about the physical uh, response of the human brain to pornography. Uh, the, the talk is not a Christian talk per se, but it certainly fits with a Christian worldview, and that is simply that it's dangerous. You know, 
a 17-year-old boy that does not know Christ, uh, why would he not look at it? If it's accessible, his curiosity is natural, why would he not? Jesus is really the only reason why a young man or woman would not look at pornography because they understand the larger moral picture and how damaging it is. And this is why the gospel matters so much. Uh, But often when young men or women are being called into ministry or making a commitment to the Lord, they've already been influenced by pornography in a massive way. I've had students that have told me they've been addicted to pornography since they were eight years old. Now, I don't have to spell this out for you, I'm sure. And probably if you're watching this, you've had some issues with pornography. As I say, it's ubiquitous. So how can we stop it? How can a young man cleanse his way? That's the question the psalmist asks, and it's the one we want to answer. What are the safeguards that you need to put into your life so that you will not fall prey to this. Well, let me just say this. You need to right now make the commitment that whatever it takes for you to remain pure and unsullied by this tool of Satan, you need to make the commitment. You're going to do whatever it takes. You know, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus talked about getting so radical as to pluck out your eye and cut off your hand. Now, people say, well, Uh, Jesus didn't mean that literally. No, he meant it more than literally. Obviously, he did mean get radical about holiness. You're right. uh, You know, plucking out your eye isn't going to solve the problem because a blind man can still lust. And cutting off your hand doesn't solve the problem because a man with no hands can still covet and even steal. You're going to have to go deeper than just your, your eye or your hand. You're going to have to go all the way to the heart. So I would tell you, you really need to begin with a, a prayer for purity. You need to ask the Lord to cleanse your heart. And how does he do that? He does it by the word of God. You know, you, you can't really be in the word and routinely in pornography at the same time. And so what I'm telling you is you need to be just saturated with the word of God. And If Satan begins to tempt you, turn to the word. You need to put some safeguards in place that will make you accountable. So if you need to sign up for a a subscription service that puts a filter on your computer and you've got an accountability partner who can see everything you're looking at, then you do that. If you need to use your computer only in public spaces, then do that. If you need to make sure you don't put your computer like in the back of the the basement in the corner where your monitor is facing the wall and away from everybody else so you got plenty of time to blank your screen, don't do that. Make yourself as transparent and as accountable as you possibly can so that anybody can see what you're looking at. Now, I will tell you, um, the the... The problem that I have is not so much as looking at vile things as vain things. Sometimes I shudder to think how much I'm looking at stuff about UK basketball, for instance, stuff that is silly and and maybe a time waster. But frankly, 
I can't be ashamed of that so much that I don't want anybody having access to my computer. So, you know, I, I want my wife to have total access to my computer. I want her to have every password to my accounts. I, I don't have secrets from her. She's free to look. She's free to look at my computer. She's free to ask me tough questions. And uh, I, I don't, she has my text messages, anything she wants, she can have. And just the accountability of knowing someone else is looking at what I'm looking at, well, it helps me with purity. And I'm, I, I don't want to do anything that's going to demolish my ministry. I mean, this is all I do. This is what I've trained my life for. Why would I give it away for something that, first of all, is not even satisfying? All it does is create a deeper, soul-wrenching hunger that cannot be satisfied. You need to make sure that you just have this radical commitment to holiness, that you do whatever you need to, and the way you look at your computer, when you look at your computer, uh, what you look at on your phone, uh, get the filters on there, have total accountability. But frankly, it's gotta, it's gotta come out of a love for the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, I've had this conversation several times with young men who are addicted to pornography. I, I've said to them, okay, if I, if I tell you that I'll give you $10,000 if you just don't look at pornography tonight, could you do it? Could you not look at pornography for this evening if I promised you $10,000? Inevitably, they always go, well, yeah, for $10,000, I could do, do it. Okay, then what we've just learned is that you do have control. It's not a matter of you having control. It's a matter of what you want more. And when you tell me you could forego looking at pornography for $10,000, what you just told me you want $10,000 more than you want to look at pornography. What I'm saying to you is you've got to want to honor Jesus more than you want to look at pornography. You've got to want him. You've got to want his delight. You want to fill yourself with him more than you want that. And so when you get the radical commitment to honor and serve the Lord Jesus Christ, then you're going to do whatever it takes to get the thing you want more. So you're going to make yourself accountable and you're going to let your computer habits be public and you're going to have accountability partners and you're not going to be alone with your computer, or with your phone, whatever it might be. If you need to get a flip phone instead of a smartphone because you're looking at pornography on your smartphone, then you do it. You do whatever you must do, but be holy, be godly. I ask you this, is it worth it to build into your life the kind of deception and, uh, and, and just ungodliness that you are simply hiding from other people, but you know it's there? And then to stand in the pulpit and look like you're godly, that what matters more to you? to look godly or to be godly. When you really have the commitment, I, I want to be who Jesus wants me to be, who he deserves me to be. I want my life to bring glory to him in the most secret places, at the most secret moments. I still want to bring honor and glory to God. Then you'll do what you need to do to be pure and holy. I'm encouraging you 
Make it a matter of prayer. Saturate yourself with the Word of God. Be accountable. Uh, read Heath Lambert's book, Finally Free. I think that would be a great help and blessing to you. But most of all, you've got to love Jesus more. Plead with him to help you love him more, and you'll pastor well.